Broadcasting from the heartland of America in the Hoosier Media Network Studios. The next generation in conservative talk radio. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. It is hour number two of your weekend edition for The Voice Reason. Welcome into it. Broadcasting from coast to coast, radio stations all over the place with more jumping on on a weekly basis. It's great to have you along for the ride. Broadcasting out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, out of our Hoosier Media Network studios. We have so much to talk about and so much to do. And it is Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. This is the last time I get to tell you Halloween before the actual Halloween day. Chad, jump on for just a moment. Do you do anything for Halloween at all? Do you do the trick-or-treating? Do you do ghost uh, ghost stories? Do you go to haunted houses, anything like that? No? I used to, not so much anymore. No? Slacker, man. The heck? I love it's it. It's an age so, thing. Uh, it is an age thing. I get it. But my daughter, she's nine. She loves, uh, She's she wanted to go to a haunted house for the first time last year. Scared the you-know-what out of her to the point we were holding her hands and she, so we walked through the woods. It was a haunted house thing that, that you walk through the woods a little bit. And this thing jumps out from the trees and, and, and scares you. And she like dropped down to the ground. We were holding her hand. She just completely just, her legs went out. She just drops to the ground. Makes Mrs. Voice of Reason and I completely bonk heads. Um, because we're trying to hold her hand as she's freaking out throughout this thing. She loved it though. She, she wants to go back to another one this year. I think we're going to have to do that again. So happy Halloween if you celebrate it, if you just go trick-or-treating, if you like to go and uh, do the scary things, watch scary movies, listen to scary music, whatever you do. Happy Halloween. Usually we'll do some fun, festive stuff for the program, but we got so much to talk about today, man. We don't have time for it. Speaking of, we're going to do something a little bit different this hour. I've never done a two-parter like this, but I think it's extremely important to do so. Aria Lightstone sat down with us on Friday this week, which if you've never heard of Aria Lightstone, we've had him on the program many times before. He is the former advisor to the U.S. ambassador to Israel under the Trump administration and was one of those key members that helped craft the Abraham Accords that were passed again under the Trump administration that brought a lot of peace to that area talking about Israel. Now, here's the thing. He's in Israel right now as we speak. He lives there. His entire family lives there, and they've been living under a bomb shelter in a bunker for the last week with stuff that's going on in the area. So we had to get him on the program. I reached out to him after we made contact a few months ago when we had him on. He was more than willing to come on and chat with us again, and we absolutely appreciate that and love it very much. So we had to sit down. It runs about 20 minutes. We're going to do this in two segments. We're going to do one now with portion number one, part one of this, as this is Aria Lightstone, former advisor to the U.S. ambassador to Israel, live uh, from, at the time, in Israel, still living in Israel, trying to battle the ongoing conflict. And what he's seen, what he's heard, both from government officials and from personal experience, this is what he had to say to us right here on The Voice of Reason. Arya, how are you, my friend? Well, thank you for having me. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, uh, it's a challenging time. Spent, uh, spent a fair amount of time today in a bomb shelter and the rest of the time out uh, visiting troops who are fighting the war of good versus evil. Yeah. Uh, I'm pleased to know that 19-year-olds in Israel know the difference between the two, even though 19-year-olds in America seem to be confused about this. Yeah, that's the weird part, Arya. I've never seen anything like this. When this broke out, obviously an attack from Hamas, an extremist terrorist organization, into the land of Israel, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, now the retaliation of just saying uh, of the country of Israel, saying we're done, we're not going to deal with this crap anymore. We've had our Iron Dome protect for missiles on a daily basis from these individuals, and we're just going to destroy them because we cannot deal with it any longer. And we have protesters over here in America that are flying the Palestinian flag saying that there's a genocide going on from Israeli troops. Like, I have never seen such blatant ignorance on an issue before. 
Yeah, I, I well, I mean, we do have people who don't know what a man or a woman is, but I assume that there's some <laughs> degree of if you miss out on the most basic thing, so why would I expect these guys to be rocket scientists when it comes to the Middle East? But it, it, it's one step further than that, which is not that they're accusing Israel of genocide, which they are, but there are today at UCLA, yesterday at Cooper Union, the day before at University of Texas, they're chanting... We want genocide for the Jews. Not that the Jews are committing genocide, which would be terrible and haphazardous, right. but that we are rooting for genocide to the Jews, that they're, they're sitting on, on college campuses rooting for the murder of Jews. Not of, not of Israelis, and not that that would be acceptable, but the murder of Jews. It, 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 it's like Germany in 1941. Wow. It blows my mind. And the response from the Biden administration has not been any better. When asked about anti-Semitism coming out, they completely deflect the issue and they talk about Islamophobia and how there's attacks on Islams and Muslims in the country, but completely ignore the whole anti-Semitic comment, which I I mean, uh, Ari, as you know, they've tried to blame Republicans being anti-Semitic for years and being Nazis and fascists and all this other garbage. It's right in front of us now. And they won't even admit the fact that it's ongoing in the, in the nation or what we're hearing from different college campuses or even within some of the uh, elected officials' offices. If you can't identify a problem, you can't fix a problem. I don't know whether this administration doesn't understand that or actually likes the problem. And that part is even more terrifying. It, it is, you know, President Biden got up and he, he did the right thing. He flew to Israel during the war. He got up and said that they will fund, they, we, the United States, will fund Israel. But then he immediately pivoted to two comments that, that I think people aren't paying attention to. Number one is they warned Israel about committing humanitarian wars against uh, humanity in the process of war. And number two said they immediately will fund Gaza for humanitarian purposes. And, and when President Biden says that, which, by the way, he doesn't say about Ukraine fighting Russia, he doesn't say about other uh, allies of ours fighting their wars, that makes an assumption that Israel would commit war crimes, which just creates the mood on the college campus that Israel is committing war crimes. Israel is the single most moral army in the world. When you actually look at Israel's methods of fighting, they risk their soldiers yeah. in order to protect civilians of the opposite side, where Hamas is exactly the opposite. They use civilians in order to protect their soldiers. So, number one, that was embarrassing that either Biden doesn't know that or doesn't care. And the second is his desire to fund, Hamas, to fund Gaza. Gaza is Hamas, and Hamas is Gaza. And if you don't care about Jews, fine. You don't care about Israel, also fine. But there are 30 murdered Americans and 10 kidnapped Americans. This is a catastrophe of epic proportions for America. And Biden is giving $100 million at least to Gaza, which is like giving $100 million to ISIS while they have our people kidnapped. What? What insane person would possibly consider doing that? Yeah, yeah, what are we doing here? We hear a lot in the media about kind of what's going on, but obviously we can never trust fully what the media is telling us. But we've heard the stories of Israel, like you mentioned, going through Gaza, trying to clean out these Hamas terrorists, that obviously the, the argument from some of them here is the victims of the women and children in Gaza, which I get we can have that conversation fine, but correct me if I'm wrong from what we've heard is that the Israeli soldiers are warning these women and children to get out and get out of the way to let them get to these Gaza soldiers in which these Hamas soldiers are using the women and children 
as the frontline shields, which just shows how pure evil they are. But this is taking it to another level of, I guess, complication for the Israeli soldiers trying to fight a terrorist organization that's hiding among the women and children that they're trying to protect. Yeah, so you, you've got a double, actually a triple war crime. Number one is they've kidnapped over 220 civilians, uh, babies as young as three months old, and grandmothers as old as 86. So explain to me in what human rights capacity one could kidnap a three-month-old. There are 40 children under the age of 17 that are currently being held by Hamas, and that might be a low number. Um, the the insanity and the perverseness of that is incredible. And then just today, Israel discovered, although I don't want to say just today, just today, Israel took out a rocket launcher that was inside of a kindergarten. So that is a double war crime. It is shooting a missile from a civilian area at a civilian area just over my house, my house. I live in a suburban area. I've got four American kids in my house. There was a missile that was intercepted by the Iron Dome. Uh, over my house, again, plus or minus the block, uh, clearly a civilian area that was aimed from by a hospital. This is, this is, and, and it's not one rocket. They've shot over 8,100 rockets from civilian areas at civilian areas, and people are protesting in the streets that Israel is violating rules of war. I, the, the, again, I go back to this, but once we lose, like what a man is and what a woman is. So, so how would I expect people to understand like what actual like morality is? People have lost their way. Yeah, people have lost their way. And the big question that comes to mind hearing these stories is what do you think the United Nations is going to do? Because all we've heard from the Biden administration is that we're going to create uh, resource packages for those in the Gaza Strip and hope that they get there and hope that Hamas doesn't actually hijack these uh, these packages that we want to drop from the United Nations. What else are they going to do, Arya? Are we actually going to see some retaliation on the global front here? Yeah, so when we say we hope that it won't be hijacked, they'll report uh, uh, that from uh, from Gaza, and they'll say the Gaza Health Ministry reports that 3,000 children were killed today or something like that. Just understand, the Gaza Health Ministry is Hamas. Hamas are the people that murdered over 1,300 people, raped dead women. Right, not not just women, but raped dead women that they murdered. Right, decapitated babies, and these are the people that we're trusting for accurate information inside of Gaza. These are the people that we are giving money to. There's no such thing as an independent, not-for-profit in Gaza that operates without Hamas. Gaza equals Hamas. The Gaza Health Ministry equals Hamas. And, and what will the U.S. do from a coalition? I I, I am highly suspect that the United Nations will be able to put together anything confidently. And here's why Israel, by the way, is our number one ally in the region. Israel will defend itself by itself. The only thing it asks is for more weapons to be able to kill this cancer. And we as the United States of America should be giving those weapons so they can kill this cancer. It should be an easy solution, I think, for us to be able to assist in any way we can. We're talking with Arya Lightstone. He is the former senior advisor to the U.S. ambassador for Israel, and you're over there right now. I know you can't talk maybe a whole lot about military strategy, even if you have some of that information, but we've heard that uh, that Netanyahu has delayed some of the ground troops going into Gaza as we continue to see some of the bombings that are happening. Uh, do you know why we're seeing a stall, why we're seeing a delay in some of these operations and some of the plans? I mean, every time we hear him, it sounds like he's on point. I mean, he's getting everybody rallied up, but we haven't seen quite yet the ground operation that they had planned on really about a week ago that's been in delay. Why do you think that is? So 
let's understand the greatness of the U.S.-Israel relationship for a moment and the challenges. Uh, when there was a fake news about an Israeli plane bombing a Gaza hospital that the BBC and New York Times gloriously reported on, even though they knew at the moment that it was factually inaccurate. So there were riots throughout the Middle East, not in Israeli embassies, because Israel doesn't have embassies of these countries throughout the Middle East. They went to protest at the U.S. embassies. Why did they protest at the U.S. embassies? Because every one of these barbarians chants death to Israel, and that's what's reported on, the Isra- on uh, U.S. TV. But the chant continues, death to Israel, death to the United States. They don't hate Israel because it's Jews. They hate Israel for the same reason they hate America, because of its freedoms, yeah. because of its morality, because of their values. So they hate us in America as much as they hate Israel, and America is next if Israel does not maintain this frontier. So what ultimately needs to happen is the Israel, which suffered the worst fate that it's had since its creation, has caused its um, offenses so that way the United States, we, can better position defenses around our personnel in the region. So Bibi is holding back his people so his ally, the United States of America, can be better prepared for defense. I can't imagine a better ally than that, as opposed to the U.S. when we pulled out Afghanistan and didn't even tell our allies that we were leaving. All right, that's Arya Lightstone. That's part number one. We'll play part number two here in just a little bit as well. Interesting information. A lot of news coming out of Israel. We'll cover some more of that when we come back here on the Voice of Reasons Weekend Edition. Stay right here. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It's your Patriot on the Prairie. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is, as always, your Patriot on the Prairie, trying to bring some truth, reason, and common sense to the conversations each and every day. Uh, we'll play part two of that Aria Lightstone interview here right around the corner. By the way, he does have a book out as well from just a few months ago when we chatted with him. His book is Let My People Know, the incredible story of Middle East peace and what lies ahead. <laughs> that was That was a few months ago when we talked about the opportunity for mass peace in the Middle East and how well things were going and what the Abraham Accords 2.0 could potentially look like. Now, obviously, we're seeing just a little bit different story. Uh, As we see the ongoing conflict, which now it looks like we are seeing ground troops from Israel going into Gaza, they were being held off. And I know military experts were a little concerned about the hold off on what that was uh, pertaining to. But now that the military operations are moving forward with boots on the ground in the Gaza Strip from Israel, they're finding some very interesting things. Apparently, we've already found a Hamas uh, camp, base, whatever you want to call it, underground underneath a major hospital. And along with some other hidden little nuggets that we've seen there, the people that have tried to get out have not been able to get out because of the Hamas terrorists blockading the area in and using the women and children as the protection, that shield that they get to use in front of Israeli soldiers. So imagine, if you will, kind of like law enforcement here, You get all the bad rep, you get the crap thrown at you because how dare you actually hurt civilians, but yet you continue to use civilians as that wall and protection against you. That's a little strange, and it just shows a lack of humanity that Hamas actually has. At the same time, there are still a lot of Americans over there right now in Israel, and I don't know, this is kind of, I'm trying to think. Did we have this similar situation just like a year or two ago, a couple years ago? Did we have a similar situation where we did something in the Middle East and then 
we didn't allow people to actually get back here and people are stuck over there and we couldn't get them back. And it took private individuals to actually go and do what was right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think that was the uh, the Biden administration. I think that was the pullout from what, Afghanistan? Oh, yeah, that's right. And we didn't get the military out in time in the proper way. We didn't get civilians out in the proper way. We didn't get those that were aiding us throughout the entire however many years, 20 years of conflict and involvement over in the Middle East, 30 years, whatever it was now. We didn't get them out at all. And what did we have to do? We had to send private planes over to try and smuggle American citizens out, American contractors out, some American soldiers out, aides to the Americans from over there. We had to send private. If you remember the talk radio host, Glenn Beck. Ended up doing that. He sent some ship, uh, some planes over personally, paying for them by himself personally to try and smuggle people out from Afghanistan. Well, we're apparently seeing the same thing in the nation of Israel now. As according to the Wall Street Journal, Americans say that they're stuck in Gaza. Quote, are we U.S. citizens or not? Are you going to help us or not? What the hell's going on? Apparently, we've had to send private jets over already to try and smuggle people out of there, including one that was funded by Ron DeSantis. And now some with Elon Musk, where he said he's been sending SpaceX planes over there to try and get people out because the Biden administration refuses to do what actually needs to be done. We're seeing the same repeated situation over all over again, and it's a complete disaster. When are we finally going to say that we can't have him leading us any longer? When are you finally going to say this is enough. You are putting Americans' lives in jeopardy because you don't want to step on any toes. We've had Iranians attack U.S. soldiers already. We've had Syrians that start shooting bombs to us already. We've had Palestinians uh, in, the, in the Hamas that's actually going after us. We're sitting there with a military. And what did Biden say in this last week with his uh, address to the nation? What did he say? That he wants a universal United Nations partnership where Egypt finally agreed to it to send in resources to the Palestinian women and children and hope that they aren't confiscated and taken over by the Hamas terrorists. Well, we're going to give you some food. We're going to give you some water, give you some resources to try and survive with the invasion from Israel. But we don't know whether you're actually going to get it or not. We're not sure whether it's actually going to help you or not. We're not sure if it's going to do you any good or not. Well, we're going to send it to you, and hopefully you can actually get it. That's the level of apparent lack of strength of our military right now, or at least the lack of leadership that we have from our own leader right now, hoping that it gets into the right hands and not even doing what we can to get Americans out of this ongoing war that continues to escalate. Lots more coming up. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Indeed it is. Welcome back into it on the home stretch here. Last half hour of the program flies right on by. So looking at some of the news right now regarding this, we are in the second, quote unquote, second stage of the ongoing ground troops in the Gaza Strip from Netanyahu. And again, you want to see how quickly within the last, what, week, week and a half, two weeks, we've seen the bombing and the destroying of Hamas and pushing them out of Gaza just shows that Israel could have done this at any time. And those that still think that Israel's in the wrong here, well, look at what they've been not doing for the past couple decades with the ongoing attacks constantly from the Gaza area and from the Palestinians and from Hamas. So uh, I'm just trying to remind you that uh, Israel's finally just had enough. And that's totally okay to finally say enough's enough. We're not going to 
allow you to destroy us any longer, uh, longer, and we're going to decimate this terrorist organization. Not the Hamas people, not the victims, not the women and children. That's not what we're going for here. Although that's, of course, what Gaza wants to try and say. Uh, with Hamas saying that, well, the, that Israel's evil and uh, free Palestine, right? That's what we're seeing in some of the protests here in the United States. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, I want to play part two of our interview that we have ongoing with Arya Lightstone. He is former senior advisor to the U.S. ambassador to Israel, living in uh, Israel right now, as we sat down with him to talk about what else is going on there. We played part one earlier in the hour. This is part two of it right here on The Voice of Reason. Our leadership here needs some help, but at least that is encouraging. Like you said, at least that makes them feel a little bit better of what kind of ally they have on their back end for us to be able to prepare if something, God forbid, needs to escalate to that level. Uh, we were talking a little bit off the air, uh, and you were talking about meeting with a lot of these soldiers right now in Israel. What is the morale out there? I know that this is literally a life-or-death situation for them every time they go into these conflicts, and this one's one of the worst ones we've seen in a very long time. What Are they still optimistic about this? I mean, they're going to take on... The northern front, they're going to take on a western and southern front if they have to, which is where they're at right now. I mean, what's the morale there on on the long-term outlook here? So I would say that these are some of the bravest people that I've ever met. Uh, they have clarity of purpose, and the enemy has given them the clarity of purpose. The, the enemy has clearly said that if you are not there to defend your people, we will do the most horrific things that you can possibly imagine ever happening to a human being and in things that you can't even imagine another human being actually doing. So they have clarity of purpose, they have will, they have training, and they have desire, but they also understand and respect the challenge that's in front of them. Just to paint that challenge for one moment, every time they go around a corner and they see a target, the Israeli soldier will decide, is that 14-year-old holding an AK-47 pointed at them, a innocent civilian being forced into that position, or are they an enemy combatant? Mm. And the Israeli soldier is going to do their best to make that decision. The Hamas soldier is going to be using that kid as a shield. So just understand the two different values of life. It, all of the billions of dollars that have been poured into Gaza, Gaza has over 500, and could be even much more than that, 500 kilometers of tunnels, 70 meters to 200 feet underground. Billions of dollars have been sent to, to Gaza. They haven't built a Singapore. They haven't built an airport. They haven't built a port. They haven't built amusement parks or, or resorts. <laughs> but they've built 500 kilometers of attack tunnels in order to protect their terrorist fighters in order to jeopardize the lives of their women and children that they so desperately want Israel to care about that they do not give a damn about. Yeah. Golly, it's it's mind-boggling to even wrap our head around it, especially for those of us here on the home front that don't quite understand or see it firsthand like you've been seeing some of this firsthand. We had heard that they had put together a unity government system or at least a unity government panel that had the Jewish community, the Muslim community, the Christian community that Bibi Netanyahu has been working on, uh, because even if they don't agree with each other within Israel, they've obviously gotten along very peacefully within the country and they all understand the importance of needing to preserve this nation. How is that governmental system working for them right now in that unity within Israel's government to try and fight off these uh, these terrorists? There is no left in Israel today. There is no right in Israel today. There's only a sense of mission. Uh, you know, Israel was founded three years after the end of the Holocaust, and there was a slogan of never again, which meant never again would Jews be mercilessly beaten up and killed and raped and murdered 
uh, without repercussions. Jewish blood would not be cheap. And Israel has kept that promise up until October 7th, two and a half weeks ago, 2023. On October 7th, that promise was violated. This government is coming together in order to renew the promise never again, again. Uh, and just in talking about visiting the troops who are representative of the government tonight at the barbecue that we hosted uh, had Druze soldiers, had devout Muslim soldiers, had devout Christian soldiers, and had obviously a majority of Jewish soldiers who ranged from incredibly observant to not at all observant. And they all wore the same berets and the same boots, carry the same types of weapons, and they have the same sense of purpose. They represent the best of Western civilization and our values, and they are going to fight against people, and they are going to win. Yeah, that is, I guess, in a world of darkness, that is a shining light that the, that individuals have banded together to promise that pact that it would never happen again. And it brings a tear to my eye, honestly, to, 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 to hear the unity that's going on there. Uh, last couple of questions for you, Arya, and I really appreciate your time uh, being out there. But let's bring it to the home front real quickly. Now that we have a Speaker of the House and our U.S. government with the Republicans saying that they're going to be a, quote, well-oiled machine, they're going to be unified in trying to address some of the major issues they're already working on legislation trying to support Israel specifically outside of the Biden's proposal of trying to spend $100 billion with a little bit th- being thrown to Israel, the rest of it going to the Ukraine. Uh, do, do you think that that's going to help the cause here from the home front with the United States assisting in Israel now that Republicans are on board trying to actually get something done to solely focus on the issue going on there? Yeah, it was very cynical of President Biden to try to use the American feeling towards Israel to be able to wrap issues that really should have been voted upon independently. Uh, Our support of Ukraine should be evaluated, should be debated, and either should be done or not done. Uh, But it shouldn't be done on the backs of 1,300 murdered uh, Israelis and another 200 kidnapped. Uh, This should stand on its own. Our support of Israel should stand on its own. We can make lots of different reasons why. The U.S.-Israel relationship is incredibly and totally unique, and the U.S. benefits from it meaningfully. I'm not versed in the Ukrainian-Israel-U.S. Uh, relationships, but I can't tell you uh, where where it is special and where it isn't. I do believe being that Russia is important, but the, the U.S.-Israel relationship is meaningful and impactful and should stand on its own, and I really hope that the Republicans are able to remain unified and resolute on this, and I also hope that just as they deliver money and ability for Israel to be able to fight this, they make sure as heck that this administration cannot deliver any more money to Gaza, and they try their very darndest to be able to enforce that Egypt opens up a humanitarian route out of Gaza. People think that Gaza is surrounded by Israel. It's not true. Gaza is partially surrounded by Israel. They share a border with their Muslim neighbor, Egypt, which has refused to let out any civilians. Uh, at all, in order to to, to to create greater chaos. E- Egyptian military and Egypt in general depends on the largesse and the benefit of the United States of America, and we haven't called in our favors. This is the time that we call in our favors, and I expect our allies to act like allies, not as adversaries. Yeah, you would think so. But again, that comes down to leadership right now that uh, while they say they're in support of Israel 100%, we're not quite seeing some of that in action, and uh, actions speak louder than words. Arya, last question for you, and this is more kind of a religious, philosophical question, but do you think that this invasion, this uh, this activity going on right now, was a prophesized one or a biblical moment that we're seeing play out before us right now as a lot of people say that we're in near the end of times or we're going to start seeing some major shifts in society or as culture and humanity in general. Do you think that this is one of those moments uh, that we need to pay attention to? 
I think it's absolutely a moment that we need to pay attention to. I'm not not a deep enough thinker, although I'm personally deeply religious, to know whether this is a uh, end of time type of war, but it absolutely is a war of civilization. Yeah. And I think that's important for everybody listening to know. This is not about Israel and Gaza or Palestinians and Israelis or Jews versus Muslims. It's none of those things. This is a battle of good versus evil. Uh, Islam needs to stand up and decide, is this the Islam that represents it? I know it's not. I absolutely know that the frauds in Qatar who stood up and said, Allahu Akbar, after dead women were raped and children were beheaded, there's no God that believes that that's a righteous mission. Yeah. There's, there's no God at all that is interested in that. And, and ironically enough, their allies are the godless, crazy left of our universities. So the people who, who, who preach towards this unbelievable God who, who wants women to be raped and then murdered and then raped again and little children to be headed are somehow allies with Black Lives Matter. I'm saying when you see the stark contrast there and you see people on the campus chanting to, to, to gas the Jews and then you see other people selflessly placing themselves in harm's way in order to protect civilians, you can see good versus evil. And there's no doubt in my mind that the world has gotten confused since the end of World War II, since the end of the Holocaust, since the end of the last great war, where, where, where it was clear what good was and what evil was, I, I think the world needs a little refresher. And I think this is part of that refresher. Again, I don't wish it on the world. Yeah. I absolutely wish that this did not happen. But now that it's here, people have to choose sides. And yeah. by the way, being silent is choosing a side, and it's not the side of good. Amen to that. Like you said, it is a refresher. My generation, the younger generations, have not seen this. And this is a, a wake-up call because we always say we never think it could actually happen, whether it's a shooting in our local community or whether it's a terrorist attack that uh, that is trying to eliminate an entire uh, group of people. We never think it could actually happen until it does, and it's whether we stand up and act upon it or we turn away from it and let it happen because we don't believe that it's really going on. Aria, I appreciate all the time, my friend. God bless you. I'm so glad you guys are safe. For now, there you, you mentioned some of the issues going on around your local community, which is scary beyond belief. Again, I can't imagine it, but thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for tra- trying to continue to rally the troops. God bless you out there. We'd love to stay in touch and to get another update from you later on. Keep the prayers coming. We could use them, and uh, the good guys will win. The good guys always win. It's Aria Lights, and we appreciate that. Back after here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. America's safe space for common sense. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. On the home stretch here, my friends. Welcome back into it. This is the Voice of Reason on the Hoosier Media Network. Always wonderful to have you with us. Thanks again to Aria Lightstone coming on the program. So uh, we had a little bit of a glitch there. Not a big deal. Back at it, ready to rock and roll. <laughs> here in Kansas, apparently we're having storms. That's fun. And so here's the thing. So if you we cut off like the last couple minutes of uh, the interview with Aria Lightstone, we will have that on the full podcast for you. Find us, uh, which I haven't even plugged that yet. So I guess that's an opportunity for us to do so. If you like the program, if you want to hear more of what we're doing here, check out our podcast on any of your favorite podcasting sites. It is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. On any of those, you can also find and follow us on our social media with the handle at Hoosier Reason. No I in Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. 
and our website at HoosierReason.com, which, as a reminder, this is the perfect opportunity to do so. You can also sign up for our newsletter, which is completely free, and it will be coming out not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. We always do it for the first Monday of the month, and that way you can see what's going on. We have our monthly blog on there. We have our monthly content with what's going on with the Hoosier Media Network, other shows that we work with on the podcasting front and more, and, of course, uh, the latest and greatest out of the Voice Reason show itself. Again, HoosierReason.com, become a Hoosier-holic, and that way you can have your monthly and weekly Hoosier-holic meetings with us right here on the radio program. As we look at this conflict, and hopefully this gets de-escalated quickly, I have made the comment that I am concerned that while this started off as a normal terrorist attack onto the Jewish community and us trying to survive as the Christian and Jewish communities that are out there and the nation of Israel and just their survival of being allowed to exist because for whatever reason, people have this weird fascination and obsession with wanting to hate on the Jewish community. And I, I don't know why doesn't understand, doesn't register with me on why they're the ones that everybody hates for whatever reason blows my mind. Nonetheless, it started off with this attack and with Israel finally saying enough's enough. We're not going to deal with this any longer. It needs to be swift. It needs to be fast before anybody has a chance to get involved outside of Hamas in Israel and before others can begin to take advantage of. If you remember, under the Trump administration, the Trump administration was the very first administration in a long time that did not start any ongoing conflicts around the globe. In fact, they pulled out of most conflicts around the globe. And the Biden administration, back to the old regime, back to the status quo, back to the the good old boys in Washington, D.C., trying to find ways to make money and try to expand our powers, that they have found new ways to try to create new conflicts. And I'm concerned that with the pulling out of Afghanistan, with the leaving of money, with the leaving of materials and resources, with doing what we've done for the last few years, and now with this conflict in Israel, this is going to be a long-term conflict. We now hear from Jordan that says that they're going to potentially be involved in this as, uh, the, or I'm sorry, Turkey, the Turkish president, er, Erdogan, 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 we'll call him Erdogan, Erdogan threatened to declare war on Israel as well by sending military to the Gaza Strip. Erdogan wants to be part of this from Turkey. And that would lead to Iran, who's been funding this. That would lead to Afghanistan, who's given a lot of the resources, many of them that we left there when we deserted the place and just said sayonara. We now have a regional conflict with more countries about ready to get involved, which means, guess what? We're going to be spending to him saying that he's had a lot of thoughts and prayers and that he's deciding not to run for president of the United States. Is that a little weird? Just a little weird that happened at that location. He could have done it at a university. He could have done it at a presidential rally. He could have done it at another speaking banquet for like donors or something and, and made that announcement. I don't know what he could have done, but a little out of taste on that one. I'm going to go to the Jewish community while they're like being slaughtered and being attacked across the nation here. And I'm going to tell them I'm not running for president anymore. It's a little strange. I don't, maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong there. Maybe that's just me, but to me that seems a little self-centered, a little narcissistic, a little weird. Why you would make that time and place for you to do that? I don't know. There it is. Mike Pence out though. They're going to start dropping like flies by the end of the year. Get prepared. Will Donald Trump hang on to this massive majority in the polls going into the hardcore primary season? Time will tell. We'll do some more of that when we come back. Hour number two, right around the corner. We got so much more to talk about. It is your weekend edition of the Voice. Of the Year. 